0: This is the You Need to Know podcast brought to you by our friends from AgVisor Pro. And we've been getting some questions, but actually this question came in late last week when we were actually recording a podcast with Andrew Friskop about this very topic. So instead of interrupting the podcast with Andrew, we're like, hey, we'll save this for Wednesday. So there's more you need to know. So uh, what's the question there, Jason? All right. The question
1: is to fungicides spring wheat or not? Western North Dakota spring wheat crop started out great, awesome and thick stands. However, it was starting to go backwards until the recent rain events this past weekend. Spring wheat is just starting to head out. The question of spraying for fusarium head blight has been more common. Some say absolutely spray. Others say it's going to take more than one rain event. Don't worry about it. What are your thoughts? That comes out of New Salem, North Dakota.
0: Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That actually really helps. There's a neat feature on the app is that um, some people must uh, hit allow when they ask for the tracking or something, or maybe it's a toggle. I'm not sure, but it'll put at least you're still anonymous, but your location's on there. And that helps answer the question because when you talk Western North Dakota... I want to know what part of Western North Dakota you're in. I'm in Dickinson. So I'm another, I don't know, 80 miles west of New Salem. And I'm pretty familiar with the weather that's in the area and and what we've been having. And so if you just look at last week alone, well, actually, we'll just set up the whole situation. We've had great moisture. The crop was looking excellent, just as it was described in this question. And it was kind of funny how he says it is everyone was saying, hey, things are looking more like late summer now where the grass is starting to look like it turns blue a little bit when it gets hot and running out a little bit of moisture. The week kind of had that look to it. And then last week happened and it started right on the 4th of July or in that timeframe. And it was literally 4th of July and every evening, I want to say after that. And if we missed an evening, maybe there was one. It rained every night. There was a thunderstorm that come through and it dropped. Another thunderstorm had come through and it dropped rain. And some places got hit, some didn't, but more got hit than didn't. And so, depending on where you were, you're, you received anywhere from two to six inches of precip just in this past week alone. So, now we're at the 11th of July. That was the 4th of July. So, now we're at seven days where all this rain started happening again. What was the one thing Andrew was saying? How many days... You know, if you you got a six inch rain right at flowering and you didn't have any precip and it was dry up to that point, you said, don't worry. But what did he say? It takes how many days? Takes about a week, right? Takes about a week. And so (laughs) we got about a week, right? Yeah. You got that much rain ahead of
1: flowering, ahead of heading. And if you have any humidity, it's in my book, it's an, you, you don't, you shouldn't have to post the question. It's a no brainer. But I understand if you're in after last year, if you're in a drier climate, and now this has happened, and it's very unusual in that geography to be getting what you are getting for moisture, right. but it, it doesn't take long for things to happen. And uh, the trouble is, is that you, you can't see it. So you have to go off some experience, models, uh, walking fields, checking humidity, how wet fields stay, dew points, things like that. How long things stay wet.
0: Right. How long do things stay wet? That's the big deal. I mean, if moisture is burning off and you can go walk into a wheat field where your feet are under the canopy and let's say it's nine in the morning and it's already burned off and it's just dry, dry. You're right. You probably don't have as big of risk. No, But if you've got moisture later into the day and it especially... If you have really, really heavy dues at night, because that was something mentioned on this week's podcast, uh, the long form from Agronomous Happy Hour is that that fusarium head blight or the fusarium graminarium will actually sporulate in the evening and and so that's kind of a big deal that'll sporulate in the evening and so it has time to shoot the spores out land on the heads and actually start germinating and growing at that period of time and then the longer the humidity stays out during the day the longer the dew stays out during the day that gets the chance to grow and keep growing and then it'll shut off during the heat and just pick right back up again as soon as it gets cool again at night with more humidity
1: i have found that if you get a lot of rain like you did ahead of time And what it, what it does is it generally, you, you maintain humidity and if you, your winds die down in the evening, your dew set in. So you can have many, many days that you go without rain, but you wake up in the morning and everything's wet. That's just like a rain. It's as wet, if not wetter.
0: Right. And so just paying attention to those little details, right?
1: Yeah. We've had terrible scab in years where there is high humidity, no rain, but the dews are set in. And everything's wet. Humidity is a is a key factor in all of this.
0: Absolutely, and and this is like that. I mean, what's happening this week is a perfect scenario where let's pretend that the temperatures would have stayed in the seventies and we would have had more rain in the forecast or more overcast weather. Then I think everyone wouldn't hesitate to be like, "Yep, we got to go. We got to get something done. We got to go spray. It's an absolute must." So we receive all that rain. We're set up. The conditions are there. But now. The chances of rain are pretty minimal for the next four days and then it looks like by the weekend again it picks up and there's more chances for rain and every day the temperature starts picking up and picking up and picking up and so everyone's looking at that going it's going to be hot it's kind of dry Mm -hmm. as far as no rain kind of thing no thunder boomers so it's not as humid and now they're wondering well maybe we don't need to do anything anymore and that's the scenario that it comes back on your agronomist that's worked through those scenarios before, or if you're a farmer that's been spraying for usarium head blight scab in the past, and you've been in this scenario, you sit back and go, you you get that gut feeling like, I'm not sure what to do until you've pulled the plug and didn't do anything. And then went and found out you still got scab because that's the exact scenario I've been in in the past where I thought I was doing the right thing by, you know, saving my client money saying, Hey, it's, it's going to be in the eighties or potentially 90 it's drier. There's no rain in the forecast. And the humidity seems to burn off by like 10, you know, out of the canopy. I think, I think you could get away with, you know, first it started with just going to a cheaper fungicide and then it went to no fungicide (laughs) and yeah, it just came back two weeks later to see how things are filling out. Guess what? You saw this, that characteristic bleached out pieces of the head. And then later in the year and another two weeks later, as things really filled out, you can see all that salmon colored mycelium, all that fuzz. And you were thinking, crap, I screwed up. I should have ran. I should have ran with the fungicide. And and so that, to me, knowing the situation we were in last week to where we are now, even with the heat, I'd be doing something. It's
1: a tough call. There's no doubt because you are out and, yeah, we're, we're going to have some temps that are going to bump into the low 90s. And that is very hot air temperature for fungal production. But you got to remember uh, what your environment is is in that canopy in surrounding areas. I think Andrew said that. These spores can produce and move a mile, so you have to be cognizant of that as well. But don't get don't get too caught up on your temperatures. If it feels uncomfortable, if that if humidity is in with it. Now, if it gets dry, you can have a couple days of that, but don't lose guard. I still go and use the NDSU uh, chart they have, uh, and they'll tell you on you know somewhat tolerant, susceptible things like that. I know Andrew is kind of like, well, they're probably going to change that to a numbers system, Mm -hmm. but it kind of gives me an idea of not so much the varieties and that is, is the trend of the weather because it can change fairly quickly. Right. And those are at, those are at the end on stations and sometimes things happen in and around there that you've got to pay attention to in your own field and your own farm.
0: So, I've got, I've got two things to share. I got two thoughts to share. And, and one's a totally an observational thing about this temperature humidity thing. So, I have, uh, you know, like everyone has, you've got your like little rain gauge and thermometer that sits out in your yard somewhere. Well, I noticed today I was looking at the humidity. It didn't, it wasn't that warm outside, but I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's as cool as it was saying. It was saying it was 65 degrees Fahrenheit in the afternoon when I looked up what the actual end on station was reading. And I believe it was like 75 to 78. I'm like, why is it reading so cool? And then the humidity was in the nineties. Hmm. Well, here, my little remote gauge fell and it was on my freshly cut lawn from yesterday. <laughs> Mind you, there's no canopy sitting on my lawn. Yeah. And my little remote gauge was reading 90% humidity at like 65 degrees Fahrenheit on a day that was in the mid seventies with not a cloud in the sky bright and sunny so imagine if you had that remote sensor and you could put it in a canopy of wheat what that would read it would probably be very similar or higher humidity and lower temperatures even because that would be totally shaded out perfect conditions for fungal spores and pathogens to grow
1: we're staging we don't we have not had the moisture that you've had uh we were out uh scouting fields today me and my son and uh yeah, we were pulling the trigger on some of the, my early wheats. Oh, we got some canola that's getting sprayed. We were in canola this afternoon. That is not, kind of had to get out of the flea beetle war zone impact where it uh, uh, impacts your stage, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was still wet. We, really, we had 4,500s. So we got a shot of rain Sunday night. And it's it just, it felt not terribly sticky. But I was watching the humidity all day today. And I, now this time of year, I watch it going into the evenings. And then again, when I get up in the morning. And probably my best indicator I got is how much water I have on my windshield in my pickup and on my ATV seats when it's time to get ready to rock and roll in the morning. It was it was kind of wet this morning on the seats.
0: So you got to tell them off and get ready to go. Right. Um, so just another thing I want to add is... There's we've been talking about a lot of the things as agronomists as the um, not necessarily the hey here are the hard facts but here like here's what you should just be feeling in general to know what are the right things what are the right conditions to really be making that move you know as far as applying a fungicide but if you need to have something else out there and you want to look at risk models and you want to have like that extra piece that at least gives you the confidence to say yep I'm seeing the do. On the seats of my four-wheeler, my feet are getting wet, you know, past mid-morning. We've we've got that high humidity, even though we don't have the rain. You can go, and if you're in the States, there is actually a really good fusarium risk model tool. And it's a collaboration of multiple land-grant universities. And I always just called it the uh, wheat scab website. But it is actually wheat scab. So W H E A T S C A B dot P S U dot E D. You put that into your web browser and you are in the states. You have the ability to have a very powerful nationwide scab risk assessment tool that will differentiate between winter and spring wheat and multiple levels of susceptibility to at least give you an idea of what kind of mm-hmm. risk you should be expecting and it puts out a big map and so that's a great place to start and then you start adding in all the other things do you have the dew on your four-wheeler seat are you getting wet feet as you're walking in? what's the humidity like how does it feel as far as just your general comfortability it's scouting during the day is the,
1: is the ground still staying wet and your row
0: spacing will determine that. I've got anywhere
1: from 6 to 10-inch spacing. I still had wet ground this morning on a 10-inch spacing. Of course, it rained 24 hours before that. I expected that. Mm-hmm. But I had uh, areas I only had a quarter-inch rain. In canola, it was still wet this afternoon, 4 o'clock, 4.30. So that that plays into it, too. It's kind of the, the course of the whole day and where you go. And and uh, things got that smell now. You can start to smell. You know, some of these fields are getting flowering. That's your critical stage. And if you go go to the podcast, there's more depth that we'll get into on that. But we just wanted to touch base on this one, I guess, a little bit. And I know what I'd do if I was you.
0: I think I, I mean, from my experience, I know what you're going to do from your experience. Yep. So you got two votes of confidence to say hammer down. Once your wheat's flowering, especially if it's this week, go and do it. The conditions are right. Yeah. You, you will gain a benefit from applying the fungicide. And that is the
1: we need to know this week. That is. It might change next week if we stay hot, but for this week.
0: <laughs> that's right. Economy yeah. changes all the time. It's week to week. And, and yeah. so that's that's how it is. And it's, a, it's a scabby week. So get out there and go spray. And for the rest of you guys, we'll see you.